Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy, my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff. Text me 949-415-6256. Please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book, The Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. It's been selling really well, getting very well received by the community. Thank you guys so much for that. Also check out the YouTube member page. Join this channel to get perks. That's my YouTube uh, membership. It's 10 bucks a month. You get a monthly mastermind exclusively. It's a Zoom call every month with other YouTube members. Uh, You also get weekly videos exclusive to the YouTube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences. So check that out. Really means a lot to me. And thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show. Like like that Drake song, you know. Um, All right. Gordonatia, we're live with Darshan. Darshan tweeted. I actually saw this Pfizer comic tweet yesterday. I was just scrolling through Twitter and I, I had to do a double take. Like, what is the, Did I skip a Pfizer tweet and go to Marvel? <laughs> no, they're together. And I'm thinking, oh, this is like so. Like, viscerally, I was like, this is cringe. Why? And- Why is it cringe? Darshan, the community agrees with me, by the way. Like, <laughs> did you read the comments? The only people the that don't no. think it's cringe are Ivory Tower executives. That would make me the Ivory Tower executive. As a person who loves <laughs> Marvel, I freaking love this. Um, Come but, on. But you like the idea? Think... You like the idea is one thing, but uh-huh. the actual execution, you think it's good? Uh, well, I, I didn't really. I like the idea. That's where I started from. I, I feel like not every idea is always going to be a hit. It's always going to be a, we're trying to explore, we're trying to create a relationship. What could this look like? And for me, the idea of connecting with comics is is actually brilliant. It's something that I think we've been talking about for years. Um, I thought it would be more like they create their own characters. I did not think that they connect with someone like Marvel, but Marvel wants to probably be in this space anyways, because they're they're all about social good and they're all about um, I, I forget the word for it, but uh, being woke. So being in the vaccine game, right? <laughs> yeah, the characters are like triple masked and yeah, encouraged exactly. to get. You're a hero if you get vaccinated on schedule. No questions asked. I mean, you're a hero. <laughs> that I, I feel like it takes more to be a hero, personally, as a superhero fan. But I'll, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> so yeah, I I think we could agree there. The on the very macro level, uh-huh. like on on paper, it's a good idea. I Got think it. I think 
companies of all sorts in all industries, but especially these big corporate 500s or in yeah. Pfizer's case, maybe corporate 10 or corporate 15, wow. whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, they need to have a, like a content strategy. Content is king. Every we, you and I've been talking about this since Oh nine. Yeah. And here it's 2022. They're finally starting to see that, you know what? Like, Brands could easily be replaced by content creators. That's what Jermaine, Jermaine's agreeing with me. Great See idea for marketing. It, yeah, look. no, he's agreeing with me too. I agree. It's a great idea. But the problem is the execution. Oh, okay. So so I'll I'll grant that this was probably not the best topic to get into, but if you see this as an entree point, mm. like let, why don't you bring up the, the link? Do you have a copy of the link? Yeah, I'm not sure if I can. Let me see. You can actually do it. You can actually do a present and share screen if you have. You're testing screen. my um, yeah, I think Dreamyard capabilities. Hold on, I have it. I actually have it in front of me, so this I could actually do it. Okay, here we go. Execution is all right. Can you there see? There you go. So go back to the first page. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go to the first. These heroes, you can't tell if they're upset or happy. It's, I, I yeah. want to know if Iron Man there wears is one lady. One mask. lady's not masked, uh, but she's on the news, so that's okay. But here's okay. my question. Does Iron Man wear a mask over his mask? You know, I mean, if he's good at virtue signaling, he should. <laughs> uh, no, he's not. No, none, he of the, none of the superheroes or gods, as I mean, why would does God? Does Thor get the same viruses we do? I feel like. Nah, I don't think he does. I don't think he does, but he's probably vaccinated. If you read this comic enough, I feel like that's that's. Oh, in, in fact, I just saw She-Hulk yesterday. I was watching the the TV show. Yeah, I want to see that. Uh, it's not the greatest one, personally. I I mean, I kind of wanted to like it. My issue is it's a meandering sort of show. There's no clear. Here's the villain. Here's who we're defeating. It was just like. Uh, Khaled says, is there any video or only audio? It's only audio. You know, I was hoping that there would be like some video on the Twitter. Um, oh. But the, the link sends you right to this thing. And so let me try to go through some of these pages. So basically, so I, I stand corrected on LinkedIn. I, I made like a sarcastic comment on my own post, which is you you can think whatever you want about that, but you are they are saying you are a hero too. So you're among oh no, they're not saying you are, they're saying you're among everyday heroes. The construction you, you, you worker have just now pissed off the Pfizer lawyers. I, I don't want to be you right now. Is that you? Are you one of them? <laughs> I'm not a Pfizer lawyer. Full disclosure, but let's give your disclosure. Like Darshan is an attorney and a pharmacist, but this is not legal or, or health you. advice. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Is that good enough for? That's good enough. Okay. I'm also not creating a turning kind relationship. Hey, I'm surprised you're not at the mega conference right now. Dude, there are so many of them. I, I've, I've kind of after COVID, I've been avoiding conferences. I get, I get a lot of people who like these these one-on-one -on -one conversations. For me, are like the best conversations because you get to sort of be interactive. Yeah. I, I find the presentation format to be interesting in that I when when I go to conferences. The entire value for me is in the meeting of people. And my experience is that if you're presenting 99% of the time, you're not presenting something that's cutting edge because that's your differentiator. And if you are presenting on something and it is cutting edge, 
that's just stupid on your part. Like, why would you present something that is cutting edge and your differentiator if no one else is doing it? So, um, yeah, I, I found conferences to be less interesting. However, um, those connections are critical. And that's what that's why I do this on my podcast. Yeah, no, you've been doing really good on your live streams as well. Like, I actually watch some of them, like when I'm on LinkedIn and I happen to see you there, I, I tune in. Um Okay, so this basically the premise is to get vaccinated, stay up to date. Um, I mean, do we need to see this more, or like you could? We get, <laughs> get if everybody wants to see it, you can. Um, um, Steve Wimmer actually put up the link for those people who are interested. It's Marvel.com/slash Pfizer Everyday Heroes. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. So there is no video. So, okay, I think we agree, myself, you, Jermaine, like the idea is good. Like we need companies, especially companies like Pfizer. They do have, it's especially Pfizer. They're like a healthcare company. So they have an obligation to communicate effectively to their end user, which is people like you and me, everybody, right? I mean, we're all their so patients ultimately. I have a question for you then. Now, there there are multiple ways this can be split. Um, The first thought is, um, is this good for marketing the idea of taking the vaccine? I'm not sure it's connecting necessarily on that front. However, I think that I can see a version in the future where you have, um, I'm making this up, but Captain America going, you know what, if you take the... uh, if you have these symptoms, treat your diabetes this way. Like that's a really good yes. conversation. Yes. On the other hand, I can also see a version where you see, um, I don't know, Thor or or um, someone else going, you know what you need? Um, if you want to be part of saving lives, if you want to be a hero just like me, be part of the clinical trial continuum. Be uh, Consider being a subject for this type of clinical trial. I yeah. think that so much value. I think so too. So, so your issue is then with this specific campaign, not with the, the premise. Idea. Yeah, not with the premise. I think the premise is good. I think it's actually like shows some. It's gutsy. It shows some some semblance of innovation, like on the marketing side. Yeah, I think they picked the worst topic you could possibly <laughs> pick. At, on the side, I mean, let's face it, man, on the side of, like, they have a lot, they have so much riding on this vaccine. Like, they're yeah. coming off of, like, record profits. Yeah. Mostly due to this vaccine. Yeah. Last year was, like, Pfizer's biggest year ever. Oh. Largely due to the vaccine. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why they're doing it. Because no exactly. one's really taking a new booster, are they? That's the big issue right now. Exactly. So that's my point. Like, there, it feels like, and I could go read some of these comments on Twitter from regular everyday people, just like they said. They said these are heroes, so we can see what their heroes are saying in the comments. It's not good, <laughs> <laughs> it's not what they wanted. Let me so, just so give you a clip. Take it further, though. Do, do you see a version of this, for example? One of the things I've been, uh, Vanessa goes working on a Marvel study now. Can they make me a Marvel superhero? I, want to be gonna, I was going to lead into this because, so here's the thing. Sorry, go ahead, Darshan. Say what you were going to no, say. No, so, so 
I was thinking about using a format like this, and maybe it's not using Marvel or DC. Maybe it's just simply having comic book characters, but making information accessible. Imagine doing an informed consent with either Mar Marvel Comics or using AR or VR and go, you know what? Here's what Steven Johnson's can look like. You still want to be part of the study? Or um, this is, uh, put on this VR set, we'll show you where, how you get to your site. Or here's what the procedures look like and here's what we're going to be doing. Um, that conversation, that connection is just a lot more genuine than reading a 42-page article uh, that, that's effectively an informed consent. Um, yes. yes, so I, I agree. I feel like there, there, if this is the first step of many more to come, I think it's a solid first step. See, I think it was way too risky to choose this as the first step. They should have okay. chose something that was that was that at least had a chance for people to say, "Hey, you know what? Pfizer's actually putting some thought into us, like caring about us, and not just putting throwing more money behind their money maker." It's it's a very dystopian view of this, right? It's my reality. I mean. Why didn't they do something like Thor says, hey, eat better so you don't need to take meds? Well, why would, why would Pfizer have Thor say that, though? That makes no sense. I mean, in the end, they are still a profit-making company. They're not going to say because you don't need more meds, but they're going to say okay. Thor says to be healthier and eat better. Yeah, I mean, Thor says to, be, to eat better and be healthier. I mean, I can see Lily, for example, doing that, right? Or working out. Yeah. Thor, like, let's get buff like Thor, you know? Yeah. Like, so, oh, I can see, I can see a Popeye the Sailor Man version where eat your spinach and take your insulin. That's the diabetes commercial. <laughs> yeah. Or take metformin off label for life extension. Dude, yeah. I am so not touching that thing. I'm yeah, so... I know. Look, check this out, guys. Here we go. Metformin, five hundred milligram extended release. That is not even U.S. approved. No, but it's made by Merck. I get it from Mexico. <laughs> I... That speaks I mean, a lot to our healthcare system. That's all another topic. Like, but I, I could actually get that prescribed to me here if I wanted. But for but sure, with the for, right doctor. Is that aging? We, you and I need to have a whole different conversation. Yeah. As I yeah. My point is, they, the cynics, which are most people, when it comes to Pfizer. I mean, Darshan, even before COVID, man, you and I were doing these podcasts for a decade. Yeah. There is no industry less trustworthy than pharma. Which I think is, a, is such a travesty. I mean, you're literally in the business of saving lives. We're, we're literally, I, I feel like I've dedicated my life to saving lives. Yeah. But you're right. In the end, we kind of then go, you can have a life-saving drug for $3 million. And you're going, who the hell has $3 million to give? And even if they did, would they give all of it to save that one life? Like it's There's a risk-benefit, and at some point, it's ridiculous. And I think we've hit that ridiculous point a long time ago. But yeah. it, it's it's a struggle. Mm -hmm. But they, they picked so the cynics the cynics look at this and say, Wow, you know, they're 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 not happy with people slowing down on their boosters, like their revenues dropping. So this is like a clever way to market, to promote. Uh it's just it's making the public sentiment more polarized on well actually more more negative on Pfizer it's not even polarized anymore if you go through these comments on Twitter which is largely um liberal folks right you think oh yeah by far absolutely 
Yeah. Huh. Okay. Like the hardcore conservative got banned from Twitter. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. The ninety percent of the ninety percent of the comments are negative mm-hmm. on this tweet. I mean, I can't find one like positive one. I haven't seen any comments to be honest. So I'm actually surprised you have. You, I can read through them. I mean, one of them says, "Hey, is there a sequel for the opioid crisis, hero?" <laughs> I mean, there is. Myocarditis is not a superpower. Uh, <laughs> you've got some. It's just people just saying cringe. Look, they what they should have done. I agree. The premise is great. the The execution and the timing's horrible. Horrible. I feel like this is their last push for like, oh, let's get, you know, people are just not getting the boosters because they're not very efficacious at this point and safety. I mean, we that's all another podcast too on safety, but let, let's push this out. You're right. Why can't they do it for informed consents? Why can't they do it for like assets for pediatric trials? I think it's perfect. I think they should, but in their eyes, that's an investment that's um, not necessarily going to drive revenue. And then this is an immediate potential revenue driver for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that for you, it feels like a cash grab. I respect that that is your take on it. Um, for for me, it, it's sort of, I tried something. If I, it, it's, they might see it. And again, I'm sort of playing devil's advocate, apparently, but I wouldn't have thought so. Um, they might see it as they're doing a public good. In the end, the argument is, and the government wants more people to take the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Pfizer happens to make the vaccine, but it's unlikely that someone who's not making the vaccine is going to put something out there. So you would let me ask you this question. If instead of Pfizer paying for this, if um, the government had paid for this, would you have the same issue? Slightly less. I would still think it's cringe, but... I would feel slightly less bitter. Well, I don't know if bitter is the right word. I would feel slightly less cynical because they're, it's not directly contributing to Pfizer's uh, top line or potential so, top line growth. So what you're saying is you don't have an issue with the message. You just have an issue with who's speaking it. I have an issue with both because I still I still would think it's cringe. And, you know, let's say the government did. They- let's say the government did sponsor this. It would make critics think even more like oh government and Pfizer are in in the same camp you know they're they're both they're both going for the same thing they're both somehow benefiting from it it's just not good but timing they but they are both benefiting from it the government's benefiting because shutting down the, the country if not the world for two years was not the smartest thing in the world right and right. Pfizer's benefiting from it because they made the vaccine I mean we were really happy about Pfizer making the vaccine like six months ago so our issue is that you shouldn't have made a profit then 12 months ago. 12 months ago, then. Yeah. The issue is that efficacy is questionable at best. I think there have been variants. And, and I'll, yeah, I mean, I think there's an argument about whether it's the same, it's the same level of efficacy or not. And I, don't, I haven't looked at the data, so I can't comment on it. So I'm not, again, not legal advice, not medical advice. Definitely not, <laughs> not medical advice. Do what you guys want. Um, but, but the... the I I've heard that this is a different variant and they've been sort of customizing this this one. The thing is, people are just kind of sick of it. Like you can't you can't live your life if every six months you're going in for a booster shot. I mean we so I think that's what people are most worried about. At least 
at least that's the conversations I've had. And cynics are saying, well, like the true sin, the real cynics are saying, well, Pfizer and government are in cahoots to make sure that we do get boosters every six months. Yeah, and, and I think... And that's why I think this subject was bad. This subject was the worst idea for them to try to execute this on. But let me take a different version of that. Like the same cynics you're talking about, they're also the same cynics who are going, uh, you know what, uh, this vaccine is how Bill Gates controls your mind. Like, yeah, cynics it, leads, it leads to that. They're not the same, but it, it leads towards that. And if, if, that's the, if that's the direction you go, I'm not sure you can save too many of them. Because Bill Gates goes, seriously, dude, what do I get out of this? Did you see his Reddit uh, AMA? No. Where he's like, seriously, why, why would I bother? Like, what, what do I get out of this? We need to get him on. Can you pull some strings, get him on? Oh, I, know you, I know you yeah. talk to him. I'll talk to him. I'm talking to Bill next, and then um, Zuckerberg's coming on as well. So I'll, can, I'll you give them, can you give them both this link and, like, let's get them on here and let's get their thoughts on this? Zucks would think this is cringe, too. Zucks would think this is cringe. Bill Gates would love this. <laughs> That's my thoughts on that. So, okay, let's get serious for a second. Okay. Right? Okay, okay. Good idea. We all agree. Like, I wish, like, if sites had a budget, they would be doing this too for their subjects. If the IRBs were like out of the question, which, by the way, is ridiculous. Why? Why do IRBs police verbiage like subjects may get compensated when, one hundred percent of the time, subjects will get compensated? So they, they, they police like little. So nuances like that but they allow something like this to to be just free-flowing on on the internet so two parts to it so number one irbs why would an irb even be involved in this it's not they aren't talking about their study hmm. but isn't this still in clinical trials um they may they may very well be but they're not advertising or promoting a specific study Right. So, so they're really talking that you could just as easily make the argument that they're talking about a marketed product. So mm-hmm. I would be surprised if the IRB was even involved. However, the PRC might be involved, the uh, Promotional Review Committee. And I, I do a bunch of work around that for a bunch of different companies. But um, the idea being that this would pass muster for most people uh, from that standpoint. Um, the, the other question of why do IRBs regulate something like um, you may get compensated is because you're actually, I don't think you're correct in that every single subject gets compensated because there, I can see a bunch of academic studies where that wouldn't be um, truly happening. I can see someone coming in as okay. a one participant. There's some oncology studies where oh. that's true. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I'm nitpicking. Okay. The problem here's Steve, the problem for me is that it doesn't feel like a brand partnership. It feels like propaganda. I, I respect, I mean, I think we've sort of discussed that a little bit to death at this point. I, I respect that mm-hmm. some people that may very well feel like it. I'm not 100% sure that, and I don't know, why am I in the business of defending Pfizer? I'm pretty sure they, they've got this covered. <laughs> but you're, I mean, I've interviewed you and you're not necessarily like 100% pro big pharma all the time. You have, you know, you're pretty balanced in your viewpoints. No, to me, it's, it's about what, I'm not pro big pharma. I'm not pro anything. I think it's in the end, what is my common sense telling me to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've spent a lifetime in the industry, but I've also spent a lifetime working with patients as, as a pharmacist. Yep. So uh, I, Jared actually makes a really interesting argument. Using Marvel seems to target children, which is weird. 
I would go, it's actually brilliant because, and I'm, I don't know if I'm now playing devil's advocate in my mind, but to me, children haven't gotten all the vaccinations. And the fact is that they're the most vulnerable. Isn't this actually a way to, um, to get, maybe not the adults, but the children to get vaccinated, which, which they didn't for the longest time? You know, yeah. Let's expand on that a little bit because Jared also says this partnership widens the gap of understanding for parents debating the vaccine and almost guarantees complete rejection. So somebody, and there's people studying this, but who knows when the result's going to come out. Long COVID, whether it's due to the actual virus or, just put this out there, due to repeated vaccinations and side effects, right, is an issue. We yeah. don't know which is worse because it's only been two years. Yeah, we, we don't know which is worse. It's only been two years. So I think fi- the, the, the topic could have been more educational, I think, instead of pushing. Like, hey, let's discuss yeah, long COVID. We don't know what they're doing. Maybe they aren't pushing. I haven't read no, it. No, they're pushing. They're pu- I skimmed through it. They're pushing it. Are they? Yeah, they're pu- they're pushing it. They're encouraging like regular boosters and you know, no info on like long COVID and potential side effects or anything like that. They're just pushing pushing it. So Akmajar comes out and she says vaccinated children is an adult parent decision, which I think is is absolutely fair. It's funny enough, yesterday I read an article yesterday. I want to say it was like um not Vogue, but one of those variety or something like that. Um, and, and they were saying that there's a county in, uh, in California where you have these really rich, um, rich people who never, who who used to do like, were anti-vaccines before COVID was a thing. And turns out that the children kind of came out and said, no, we need to get the vaccines. So all these people who are all very anti-vaccine are now near 100% vaccinated because of the children. Mm-hmm. So this might very well be part of that discussion, which it is- can be, yeah. yeah. But don't you think it would have been a better, better idea for Pfizer and maybe their attorneys? I mean, they have like an army of Darshans, right? I mean, they have an army of Darshans with like discussing this. Wouldn't it have been a better topic? Because for somebody who's really on the fence about this vaccine i mean i'll just be honest like i could see both sides to it the thing that scares me and i think could is potentially like a driver for more compliance is long covid and for them to just not discuss that i think is a mistake i don't fully i feel like long covid right now is not a real disease state it's one of those things that people are talking about it's sort of it, it may very well be a real thing eventually, and we may discover that, but until we do, it's kind of weird to go, there's COVID, there's long COVID, there's influenza, there's long influenza. Like, it could be true, but there's no actual scientific basis to, su- to support that. Um, there, there may be case reports, but does that case report make a disease state? And I'm not sure that quite mm-hmm. arises. So if Pfizer would have said and started speaking about long COVID, number one, it, it sort of then says that, that exists. And now Pfizer's on the hook for putting out what could be misinformation. And there are actual states out there. Uh, I think California is one of them, but I could be wrong. Where they are criminalizing. I think it was doctors and that's Yeah, clinicians. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, spreading misinformation. 
misinformation yeah that's another thing like how do we it's only been what like a year since the data has been out from these studies yeah so doesn't like the more and the longer the more studies you do and the longer you do the studies for doesn't that information change so what might be misinformation last year is actually correct next year a hundred percent and that's what science is right mm -hmm. science is study something until you know what's true but there right. is also such a thing as butchering the data mm. where you keep looking over and over and over at something until you get the answer you want. So you don't think Pfizer could have made this any better? <laughs> I think there's like a million ways they could have done this better. Oh, I'm, I'm not denying that there are, for example, better topics to go after. They Sorry, picked the I'm worst. Yeah, Coffee's oh, great, man. I needed some, you know. Thank you. By the way, thank you for coming on. I had a um, canceled podcast. That was my fault, mostly, for not emailing the person the link. I just linked and messaged them. But thanks for coming on last minute, because this is very timely, actually. I was going to go solo on this, but who better than Darshan, compliance attorney for communications with sponsors? How often do I get a chance to come on and talk to the great Dan Safara and talk about Marvel Comics. That, that's my thing. That, Dan has, Dan always is unfair with me because he talks about sports, which I know very, very little about. Um, and, and it's been apparent, like there are videos of me just sort of trying to pretend that I know about sports. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, being and a then, Philly guy, you didn't know who Allen Iverson was. I was like, no, 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 I didn't know Allen Iverson. Okay, okay. He's from Philly. But okay. that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Uh, my sports are just those, which is, I was a, uh, you know that, right? I think it's Yeah, of course, yeah. man. Yeah. So no, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to me, I get to talk about something I actually know and love. And I'm simultaneously having an argument on Twitter about Superman. So that's kind of interesting because. I don't know if you heard, and this is completely irrelevant to the point we're discussing, but Henry Cavill is going to be the next Superman again. Not so, really. yeah, they just they just announced that. And my big question about Superman is, let me get this straight. There's an entire planet full of people who are as good as him, if not better, because they were trained by people. And he's the only one to survive, but he could take on literally anyone in the universe because he's that strong. Yeah. That seems kind of odd that he... If there was that much, couldn't the other people survive? Like they obviously made Brainiac, so he could they could get off planet. If they could get get off planet, they could pretty much do anything they wanted. So I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a good point, man. I mean, have you seen Justice Pets? If they have Superman, I haven't seen that one yet. It's on HBO Plus, uh, HBO right now. Yeah, it's really good actually. I I liked it. But anyways, Marvel got that bag, so maybe DC Comics partners with Pfizer's competitor and they get that bag. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Hopefully less cringe. Hopefully less cringe because this. I mean, for Marvel to do this, they're kind of risking like they're they're kind of trying. Potentially alienating their audience. Um, I'm, I'm, okay, I have to ask people, I, I'm, for the people who are listening, do you think this is really cringe or is it just maybe not the best topic? So there's a, I think there's a gap between cringe and maybe I would have chosen something different. So I'm curious what people think. I think cringe is you make something that you think is interesting that the vast majority of consumers who consume that piece of content um, it just doesn't resonate with them at all. Matter of fact, it turns it repels them from your brand. 
and that's I think cringe to me. Maybe, maybe I'm not disagreeing with that definition. I'm. I think the word repels. Cringe has a lot more than. <laughs> I, I I love that I've started an entire conversation on Marvel now. Marvel phase ends with Endgame. Yeah, who's who's Thanos in this comic? We need to know. Oh, that's easy. It's it's the virus. Fauci. Oh, the virus. Okay, I thought you were gonna say Fauci or Gates. So not touching that. <laughs> yeah, you're not touching that. I'll touch it. It doesn't matter. I actually tried to have. Um, I had Dr. McCullough on, who was on Rogan, and he's been censored. But I, you know, I also take a grain of salt what they're saying as well, like the anti-vax yeah. crowd. But I try to get like the pro-vax crowd on, and it's very tough to get them to talk candidly. The pro-vax. What is the what the is people the, the people who don't criticize the vaccine at all? Like, there's no potential side effect, and then every uh-huh. six months they keep backtracking. Well, this cut could, could this is possible, and then six months later, oh well, yeah, this too. Those I, guys. I, I have a pretty balanced view on that. As someone who, number one, um, works in clinical research, two, works in prom- uh, in promotional compliance, and three, work has worked for 20 years as a actual pharmacist dispensing drugs, I can tell you that it doesn't matter. We literally had an exam at one point where the, um, the, the teacher goes, if you can name one drug that has no side effects, you have an automatic A in this class. So... Right. Right. I actually, I actually told him one, which, which she was like, uh, "Is it?" Uh, it was enough to make me get a, a strong A minus guarantee. Yeah, but, but no, but that's true. Everybody, everybody who works in this industry knows that. Yeah. But when it comes to this vaccine, at least so far, you never see potential side effects listed on ads for it on communications. You never see it. It's always been. Remember when it first came out? It's completely safe and efficacious. Nothing to worry about. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Name. I haven't seen a single ad for the vaccine. It's the, for, for a specific product. So the the rules are: if you Pfizer are advertising your product, then you have to give both the um, the good stuff and the bad stuff. It's called fa- fair balance. You need mm-hmm. to do that mm-hmm. in this specific instance. If the government, for example, is advertising, they aren't held to the same rules. You and I sit down and talk about it. We're not held to the same rules. Um, Thank God. Thank God. (laughs) Only if Pfizer does that. So my point being, if if someone comes out and says, use the vaccine, they don't have to do a fair balance. So so that would be my – that that might be why you're not seeing the, the adverse events. So would this comic be considered um, under well, fair balance? So so bring bring out the comic again. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking at it right now, but let me share it so everybody can. Yeah. I scrolled to the end. So does it have the name of the vaccine on it anywhere? Mm, all right, I let's guarantee it does not. I guarantee it does not. Without even and, looking at it. And that would be... Right, because they have an army of Darshans that plan this. So that, like, no, they're not dropping the ball. So here's the end. Be an everyday hero. Vaccinate and stay up to date. Uh, here's the second to last page. Everyday heroes don't wear capes. Yep. 
That's true, Darshan. You're a hero for saving my live stream today. Not all heroes wear capes. Um, but they do wear a small bandage on their upper arm after they get their latest vaccine. All yes, right? they do. Because everyday heroes are concerned about their health, and they're people who choose to unite with their communities and do their part to help protect against COVID. Uh, that looks like Fauci getting vaccinated. That is not. That's just an old dude. You can work with Fauci anywhere you can. What's this? So yeah, no. But so where does the fair like where do the potential side effects need to be disclosed? So the question, the thing is, they don't need to be disclosed in this because they're not talking about a specific vaccine. I see. Pfizer could have been talking about the Moderna vaccine for all you now. Well, okay, but it does say, yeah, you're right, because it, it's not mentioning their particular Correct. vaccine. So they could be talking about theirs, Moderna's, J&J's, which got um, Correct. Uh, taken After off the show. Has one, there, there are a bunch of them. I see. So the point see. is, if you talk about your drug, you need to talk risks, fair amounts. But if you're talking about disease state, which is what this is, this is disease awareness, mm -hmm. you don't have the same rules. Technically speaking, the FDA doesn't even really regulate disease awareness ads, those are actually regulated by the FTC if they're done right. So the critics would say even more reason why this, why they don't like this. Ad. Okay. Because they're finding a way to, there's only two vaccines on the market, right? So whichever one they're discussing, Pfizer is going to benefit regardless. What? Well, first of all, there aren't, there, I think there are more than two. There's the Moderna, there's the Pfizer, uh, there's the AstraZeneca, there's the Mark, isn't there a Mark one as well, I thought? There are a bunch of them. Really? I know they're yeah. working on like pan vaccines too. There's some yeah. bio, small biotechs working on that yeah. stuff, which is not mRNA. Yeah. Which a lot of people seem to be against. And I don't know. I know it's new. Like I do think this is gonna drive our industry going forward the next decade. mRNA. It's like oh yeah. There's a lot of potential oh, yeah. there, but there's also a lot of potential risks that I think we're just starting to learn. And I think a lot of the skeptics are looking at this as um basically a clinical trial on on the world. Oh, I, I think that's a fair statement to make, though. This was sort of a real-world evidence clinical trial. Um, did you... It's it's kind of a tough... I don't know if there was really a, a way around it, though. Like, what would you have done? Said know. that we're going to go through another five years of testing? I don't know what we would have done, but one thing I was against was the mandates. And I think a lot of people are on the same boat. I think I think a lot of people struggle with the mandates, including myself. But here's the other part of that, which is vaccines don't work if there's only part. You need herd immunity for that to work. Without herd immunity, it's kind of. <laughs> uh, with, without herd immunity, <laughs> vaccines don't quite work. It's also interesting. I I, um, I just came back from India yesterday. So mm. I'm, I'm in jet lag. And the thing is, you can't travel without vaccine cards and stuff. So. Um, it's, it's one of those things that everyone sort of needs at this point. And they have their own vaccines, right? Like You have their own vaccines. They also had, um, I think it was AstraZeneca's vaccines up there as well. I know China's working on their own that are not mRNA. There are much different technologies out there. The, the, what I think is really interesting that no one's really talked about is if theoretically we went after the common cold this way, would we have breakthroughs just as much and just as easy? Because in the end, that's a virus too. Of course, that's a virus. So, so my question then is, is the common cold just as treatable? And the, the question is, right. 
did we really treat COVID? And I'm not sure we, we treated it as much as prevented it, maybe. We don't really have treatments out there. As far yeah, as there's like, no treatment. I mean, there's like, some treatments. Yeah, yeah. There, people, some people would say there are treatments, but they're not. Well, there's evidence that they do work, but there's not. Um, I don't have anything until the evidence is in. Yeah, why? There's no. Well, there's the whole camp of McCullough and uh, what's that other guy? Malone. They were saying early treatment works, and there's studies, there's evidence to support that. But, you know, that's also another topic. But yeah, you, you're right. There's no treatment for this, basically. Yeah. So stay tuned. I mean, they're talking about all of them. Everyone's sort of exploring that a little bit more. Um, by the way, you, you did have a big hard deadline, don't you? Yeah, I would go like a little over because like people are. If you have comments, by the way, guys, like let us know in the comments. Could be on anything too. We probably go like ten more minutes or so. But yeah, thank you again, Darshan, for coming on. I think we agree. Like it's, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but it's a good premise. But it's a terrible. They picked the worst topic at the worst time to do this. They could have picked like it'd be like I don't know what's a good metaphor. I don't even have this is like so they've picked like the most like difficult audience to to or the most difficult topic. Uh, it It's almost like they did this on purpose, like, oh, let's pick the, the toughest topic. We know it's the most polarizing topic and I, let's just invest in community in a communication strategy for it. I, I disagree with you. I think that that's a cynical view of this. Yeah. I, I think that. There's a, there's a very strong argument. I would argue that this is probably the easiest topic to go after because someone I, I can see if they would have say made this about one of their actual commercial, like I don't know what a Pfizer product is, but let's say Lipitor. Lipitor. No, Lipitor has been off brand for decades at this oh. point. Um, but let's say it was Lipitor, right? For argument's sake. Uh, then I think you can make an argument that's self serving. Like that's what you went after. I'd still sort of comment on it was interesting, but. That's really hardcore self-serving. Mm. I think with something like um, this specific situation, where you're talking about disease awareness for a for a disease that literally shut down the world for two years, and say we're going to spread awareness, we're going to say to discuss the importance of vaccines. Um, I think there's a really strong argument to be made that that's a public health service. They put their money behind a public health announcement. Now, you might argue that, well, aren't they benefiting from the public health announcement? And yeah, they are. But so are all these other companies. Um, so all three, all three others. <laughs> all, I mean, if someone else wants to be in it, they're, they're open. Sure, in the future. All three currently are in the future. How X number? Have X number? Yeah, like whoever else comes in the oh, future, because this oh, comic yeah. will live forever unless they take it down. Yeah, By yeah, the way, yeah. what's the over under on this thing still being around in a year from now? What's the this what's the this thing? The this comic. Oh, oh, I, I don't think they're gonna do another version of this. I no, no, but how soon does it get deleted? I don't think it's gonna get deleted. I'd be surprised if it I'll did. take a gentleman's bet on that. Okay. A year. A year? Within what, a year, I think within a year it gets removed. Like well, I you can't it, find this. Oh no, but so so here's the part that happens, you have to be aware of this. Uh most ads you usually have a year to two year deadline. You have to review all your ads anyway and make sure they're consistent. Otherwise you have to take them off. I That's what most good. Most companies will have that in general because you don't want bad information out there. Okay. So it may not be because they think it's cringeworthy. It may be because they just don't want this. 
to be the messaging anymore. Yeah, it seems very generic though. Like they're not putting details in there. You know, it's well, just about... awareness. It it's not. Yeah, a... yeah. So it's like you could argue that it's totally safe to leave up forever. I you can make an argument, but I think that that would be not. It would show bad uh, promotional quality practices. I see, man. This is why we have attorneys, right? Jeez, no wonder you guys, there's so many of you guys. Unreal. But there's not too many that are pharmacists and attorneys as well. And, and I have a master's in quality assurance regulatory affairs. So I'm a, reg, I'm a, a PRC, Promotional Review Committees usually have what's called an MLR board, Medical Legal Regulatory Review. Mm-hmm. And I happen to be medical, legal, and regulatory. So That's freaking amazing, man. They should do a comic on you, man. The, um... <laughs> Actually, someone tell me I was Buckaroo Banzai. You could be Thor or somebody like I'm the, down with you're Thor. Thanos. Wait a minute, we figured it out. Darshan, don't snap your fingers, man. All right, I wanted to come back to this comment because yeah. I'm a I'm in the actual research industry, so are you? But like CRCs, okay. Mm-hmm. We the sites. I'll take it one step further to the sites. Okay. I think Pfizer. There's a lot of skepticism around this from sites because there's this contentiousness between sites and sponsors. Yeah. Uh, Brad Hightower highlights this all the time on his post. I do here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people like there's a, there's a strong site uh, voice on LinkedIn. Yeah. That is very cynical of pharma. Yeah. So when they see something like this, they're thinking, man, you know they're putting they're partnering with Marvel. That's not that's not free. That's not cheap. Sure, sure. They and and what are they doing for us? Like they're still not paying us on time. Um, aren't we superheroes? Wouldn't it have been better? And this is what I'm talking like a side owner now because I am. Yeah, please. Wouldn't it be better if Pfizer invested in us so that we can get the word out to their patients? Because they clearly bring the word out to patients. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. How so? Yeah, we are. We are. So most sites work with clinicians who treat patients outside of research. So be very careful when you say that you're in the business of marketing because that changes all the rules you're subject to. You want to be very clear what business you're in. From a legal standpoint, I would tell you, you don't want to suddenly be like, we're in the marketing business. You could very well be in the marketing business, but if you do that, there's a whole bunch of rules that kick in. Yeah, I would say... We're in the awareness business. That's still marketing. That's still marketing. So if I tell if you're a blogger uh, or like you're you're a major podcaster, right? And and I say this with the greatest amount of respect because I love you. But if you said that I'm going, no, no, not no, major, you, not major. <laughs> like not major. Uh, no, if if you said I'm going to use my platform mm-hmm. to market to talk about these these drugs and talk about how awesome they are. And mm-hmm. Pfizer will pay me for it, just just for argument's sake. Mm-hmm. In that scenario, um, you are subject to all these new rules. And I'll give you an example of that. Kim Kardashian did exactly that. Kim Kardashian went out and talked about uh, the, this drug for nausea, I think it was, uh, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, she got into trouble. The company uh, had to pay a fine. I think the company had to do another ad fixing it, which landed up getting them more publicity. Yeah, I think it was Chloe, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know Chloe. what you're talking about. She's the sister. 
No, 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 no. It was Kim. Oh, it was Kim. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, no, so my point yeah, being... I know. But sites don't do that. Sites, sites take on a dozen studies at a time. Sure. The average site, right? Sure. Take on a dozen studies at a time, multiple therapeutic indications, yeah, absolutely. and their one of their roles is awareness, raising awareness in their communities of clinical research, not of any particular study, but of yeah. clinical research. Exactly. Exactly right. That is what you're in the business of. You're raising awareness of the clinical research, possibly even the type of clinical research you're doing right then. But you're not in the business of promoting either a disease state or promoting a, a specific drug. Correct. Correct. Those two things, if you did do that, you'd be subject to that. And that's what Pfizer was paying for. Now, you could make a totally different argument, a totally fair argument saying you shouldn't be paying for that marketing. You should be paying for um, paying, paying your clinical trial sites better on time, have better improvement processes. All of those, that would be a fair argument, argument to put out there. And, and the truth is, it's not that Pfizer doesn't have the money to do that. Pfizer, right. Pfizer has more than enough money to, to handle those types of issues. It's more a question of when is it enough? Like, I think the, the argument we made, for example, um, sites should be paid better. The question is not whether sites should be paid better. I, I would always say sites should be paid better. But the, but the fact is that you are subject to fair market value restrictions. Of course, of course. So you can be paid better unless, without sort of crossing that threshold. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the question then becomes, what is better without crossing that threshold? And, and that becomes the whole discussion. So it's not Pfizer. Yeah. It's, it's not Pfizer. I'm not blaming sponsors for that. Yeah. <clears throat> I think sites are paid fair. Okay. And I think it's on the site's um, it's the site's responsibility to negotiate their budgets the way they see fair. And sure. if they don't think it's fair, they shouldn't take the study. Agreed. I'm I'm not, not like anti-sponsor in that regard. Where I'm complaining about is efficiencies. Agreed. So it takes six months to get a payment, which I think is crap to be honest. But they could give Marvel an advance. <laughs> for doing something like this. This is where the cynicism comes from sites. Like, hey, we've been working. We've been your advocates in the community. We've yeah. been your comic book yeah. in the community for decades. Right. And we still get treated like crap, basically, oh, from most sweet. sponsors. Not all. There's some really good oh, ones. Generally, absolutely. the smaller ones are better. Generally, the bigger ones, maybe Pfizer. I think Pfizer is a big one. Um Pfizer is a big one for sure. The question is, are they bad payers? We, I don't know. Neither do you without checking. But I yeah, think we're making we're making attorneys happy by being vague about who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, just to be clear. We're not talking about Pfizer. No, or any not anymore at all. We're just using them as examples to make broader points. Yeah. But the but the point we're we're making is, can there be more efficiencies? The question is, is it really Pfizer or is it the CRO at that point? Yeah. I, um, I would argue it is more more the CROs in that point. It, but who controls at the end of the day, Sunshine, not the Sunshine Act, new GCP came out 2016. Sure, sure. PI is responsible for conduct of the study yep. at their site. Yep. And, and sponsors the sponsor is responsible. Without a doubt. So I'm not disagreeing with the fact that the sponsor is responsible for the actions of the CRO, but sponsors responsible to make sure that the work gets done. The, the, and, and there's yeah. appropriate oversight. They aren't really looking at, well, did you make the payment on time? Because the sponsor is, is going to be the one to, that asked the um, the CRO, 
Right. Okay. Did they do this X work for which you paid them? If you cannot demonstrate that they did X work and you paid them, now you're in a situation of either overpayment or payment for services not rendered, which might, again, subject you to a kickback issue, false claims act issue, et cetera. Yeah, respect, respect, like respect. That's just one of the many complaints. Let me pull out one more and then we can wrap this up. Okay. Making studies more inclusive. Okay, right. great. Not not perfect example, actually, because this comic we just saw yeah. is basically targeted to everyone. Yeah, everyone. All is right. That, bring bring up the comic again. I'm just curious who it's was targeted to was everyone. Any black or Hispanic or yes. non-white superhero on there. Well, they say they save themselves by saying we are all superheroes. Yeah, yeah, that's all fine. Bring up the ad. Let's see. Let, let, bring up the thing. All right, let me let me let me show this again. I Man, I really need like a, an assistant for this stuff. Um, who does Joe Rogan have? He has that that one dude. That yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, see um, Ant Man, but but the, they say okay, you know what? Everyone's the hero. So yeah, they yeah, do yeah. have people of color that are the everyday people, which they're sure. considered heroes too, but they don't get prominent placement like the Avengers. And yeah, there's all demographics, all ages. Um, everyone's represented. Okay, now in a study, I'm currently in this right now. I have studies. Mm-hmm. Nine out of ten people we screen for mm-hmm. your average study don't qualify. Mm-hmm. But once that drug gets proved, guess what? Those nine people that failed, oh, you, here's the prescription. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what's so, your question? So ask the so, question, not answer. So th- there's no question. It's a commentary of can't. Why are we cherry picking? Okay, we know uh, why. We know why, but why? Why can't we not make it truly more inclusive? So, so instead of uh, spending money on this kind of stuff. So, first of all, it doesn't have to be an either or, right? It can be both. So, okay, so let's, let's have both. But right now, we do have only one. It's a comic. I, I would argue that um, there is both, but not enough, and I think that that's part of the discussion. So. Um, we, we need to do a better job overall in clinical trial diversity and clinical trial inclusion. And the fact is that, fi- uh, that the FDA just put out multiple guidances on how to improve diversity in clinical research. There were, I think, like two or three that came out in the last six months. Um, and again, if people want to reach out to me, I'd be happy to send them copies of it. Um, but the second part of that is um, and, and there are different ways to actually reach, reach into that because you can talk about diversity from a... Um, from from the perspective of how you design clinical trials, there's also a patient engagement version of that, which is patients can come in and say, you know what, your trials are designed to to have this pristine condition, and that only exists for I'm making this up, but um, upper middle class white folks based in Almeida. I'm making this up, Almeida County, California. I don't know, some someplace rich. Uh, I don't know where that. Orange County. Orange County. There you go. Thank you. I know very little, as you can tell. Uh, but, um, but, but I'm sort of the, the, the question that I am pulling into is that p- between patient centricity, which is a big issue starting about 2009 under the ARA law, um, and the diversity provisions that have sort of kicked in, 
there is a greater push for diversity. I think that's number one. Your, your next question is, why are clinical trials so, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, sterile. Uh, sterile. Sterile. Exclusive is probably a better word than I was using. Um, and the, the reason is because statistics demand that they be. Because otherwise you're, add, you're adding confounding variables. Mm -hmm. The fact is that once they're approved, um, the doctor can decide whatever is appropriate for their patients. And the, the FDA has no jurisdiction on that. Mm -hmm. uh, it just becomes a standard of care issue. The second question that goes into it, however, is that should the FDA do more in accepting quote-unquote messy data? And they, are, and, they, uh, and they are doing more. An example of that is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, th there's a whole bunch of work being done in real world evidence. And they're talking about how you bring in that data. If you look up, for example, Janus, which was something that the FDA was considering, I wanna say a decade ago, and I don't know exactly what the status is, but the FDA just got a whole bunch of money. So I'm expecting that that's something that they're spending even more money on. But um, they are using things like EMRs and getting actual patient raw data to go, like, can we do a virtual study and go, these patients who used something, these patients who didn't, what's the result? Like a so, retrospective trial. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. So, so that's all going to be uh, part of, and I think that we use it in, in multiple studies as we speak. So mm. your point's well made, but I, I don't think it's concluding, you're, you're, you're accepting all the variables when you made that point. So I think yeah. overall. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see more phase four studies where like we actually have a phase four study now we're in, in budget negotiations and hopefully, hopefully they, you know, they let us do the study. I think we will. But it, we're so excited because it's a diabetes type two study. Sure. And it's almost not restricting almost anyone like the IE criteria is very favorable for real world patients. And those studies are so rare. We love them. But they're, they're so few and far between. But how and do you... I think that same budget that was used on this comic could be used to roll out like a dozen of these trials. Yeah, but the issue is not the budget. The issue is statistically, I'm just going, that sounds like a problem from a statistical viewpoint. Because how do you know that the disease, that the drug worked and not one of the confounding variables actually caused a, a um, result that was unexpected? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, so you're saying they have no incentive to invest in phase four studies? No, you kind of required sometimes to do phase four required, studies. Required, but like to do it optionally. Well, no, 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 there's no. There's, well, no. there's another incentive, actually. The other incentive is if you're looking for a extension, a line extension. So you're going. Sure. Uh, but, yeah. but just for like goodwill, there's no, no extension. There's, no, there's no, no incentive. incentive. Yeah. No. But there's uh, plenty of incentives to do these comics. Yeah, there is. Yeah. And the incentive in this case is public health. Yeah. I know, man. I I'm just telling you the site point of view, man. And I love it. No, I love. That's why it's a fun. And if we really want to increase clinical trial awareness, don't we want more? Pe don't shouldn't we be incentivized to get more people in studies? See, you know, you know what I really think would have been really smart is if if Pfizer comes out tomorrow and goes, "We've licensed the Thor image. Here is the Thor image. You can put your site's name in here." And promote the fact that you're doing this right. Marvel, okay, Darshan, that's crazy, man. You think Marvel's okay with that? <laughs> well, hold on, I can I can see again. I've I haven't done a licensing deal like that before, but I can see a version. Oh, there we go. Uh, heterogeneity is good for conclusion in statistics. I don't. 
I love I, two minutes school. I gotta get off in about two minutes, but yeah, I yeah, love two right. minutes school. By the way, he's in India. Oh, great. Uh, I would love to hear exactly how that would work. Um, because I, I'll be honest, I've taken statistics classes and I've always hated them. So he, I think it depends on the type of study you're running and the, like, you're probably right that you probably want heterogeneity, but the question then becomes you need to address that by, by changing the size of the audience mm -hmm. and the size of the subject. So you, you go from it being a, I'm making this up, 200 person study to a 6,000 person study because you're con it's considering all those variables. Uh, yeah. Again, feel free to correct me. I could I could be one hundred seventy percent wrong. No, I mean, I think the ma the macro summary is we both agree it's like a good attempt. Yeah, that's fair. Um, definitely pushing the boundary. Like it's something new, so I applaud yeah. them for that. Yeah. I I applaud I applaud them for that. It's something new we I haven't seen it before. It could be better spent somewhere else. Is your perspective, which is fair. Yes. Yes. I can respect that. Yeah, and then everything else we mentioned, but sites definitely uh, feel like they're getting the short end of the stick, and this is kind of like rubbing in their face a little bit. Well, let's let's have another conversation sometime soon about addressing those issues from a site perspective. Sure, me, you, Brad, and Daniel Fox. I'm interviewing yeah. him next, or one yeah. of these days. It's funny, so I just said Dan, I was talking about him earlier when I said, Dan's always on the site perspective. So guess what? From Brad, me, and Dan, I'm like so tame. I'm almost pro sponsor. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Dan, Dan is is probably Brad. I'm gonna Brad play like funny. your role in that one. Like, oh well, okay, but here's why Pfizer's doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. I'm 100%. Let's do it. Let's do it. Guru Nation, thank you so much. Darshan, thank you so much. I gotta give my dog his meds. That's why I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go. But thank you so much, Darshan. This was fun. Thank and you so much, let bro. us know what you guys think, all right? Like, subscribe, comment, share. Catch y'all later. Thank you, Darshan. We'll put Darshan's link to his LinkedIn underneath this video and thank in you. the podcast. So go connect with him ASAP. He, he's a must follow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank bye you. bye. Bye.